welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast, where we believe there's no single right way to produce, publish, or promote your work. Only what's right for you. In every episode, we'll talk about common writing roadblocks and how to overcome them so you can keep your stories rolling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast. I'm Greta Boris, USA Today bestselling mystery thriller author. And I'm Megan Haskell, award-winning fantasy adventure author. And together, we are the Author Wheel. This week, we are excited to be talking with Amazon ads and blurb writing guru, Brian Cohen. Uh, it's been a uh, it was been a big goal to have him on the show, so we're excited to to talk with him and have you hear what he has to say about all things copywriting and ads and business. But before we get into that, Greta, tell me what's been going on. Well, I don't have a lot to say because I've been kind of focused on we're redoing the house. My husband painted the entire downstairs and rearranging furniture and getting new art and blah, 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 and trying to get it done so that I can actually put the tree up. (laughs) So getting ready for Christmas and shopping and all of the craziness that goes with the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say though, I just started yesterday kind of getting organized on my seven deadly revamp, you know, taking that series and revamping it. Yeah. Uh, And which I think might be interesting for listeners to kind of go with me on that journey because it's sort of a big deal taking an old series and giving it an entirely new giving it a facelift, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, back in season one, episode seven, Sarah Rosette, uh, we talked to her about her book on how to write a series. She's pretty brilliant. And she uses Trello, which is actually a free app. I'm sure there's a paid version, uh, but I'm only using the the free app. that's very interesting because you can create boards and lists within the boards. And it's kind of a cool organizational tool. It is not made for writers for writing. It's made for business in general, I think. Uh, but she uses it to plan series. And so I decided to give it a whirl. And it's really working well. I'm I'm super excited about it. That's so, great. Yeah. So I think she talks about it a bit more in season one, episode seven. So for listeners who are interested, give that season a listen and jump on over to Trello and give it a look, see, see what you think. So anyway, that's all I'm doing. What are you up to? I think much more than me. (laughs) Yeah. I've been, I've been kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off to be totally honest, but that's okay. I kind of like it that way. <laughs> That's sort of our MO in life anyway. I wouldn't know you uh, if you had your hat on. So. I mean, right. Yeah. But um, so the big thing that I've been working on has been the new Clarify, Simplify, Implement Substack newsletter. Um, so if you haven't gone and checked that out yet, um, please do. It's, I have, I think, as of this recording, I want to say there are four articles up now, and I have a whole long list of more to come. Um, for December, I'm going to be focusing a lot on sort of reflecting on the year and um, how to plan for 2024. So kind of all that like strategy, planning, good stuff. Um 
But uh, if you're interested in my take on the writing and publishing industry, it is a free subscription. Um, you can also opt into the paid versions of that and support uh, me and the author wheel and, and everything we're doing. Um, I've set up the tiers so far as $5 a month or $50 a year. So it's, you know, basically buy us a coffee. That's all good. Mm -hmm. Other than that, uh, you know, I'm still writing fiction every morning. I've kept up that habit, kept up the consistency. Even during Thanksgiving and our Vegas trip, I managed to get at least a few words a day. Um, good for you. Well, yeah, except one of those days was <laughs> in Vegas. I literally wrote 16, one six words, but I counted it. I counted it. But the fact that you were awake and cognizant based on some of the evenings we had in Vegas, I think that's quite an accomplishment. So, well, thank you. Thank you. Me too. I mean, and, and I kept the streak alive. And I think that's kind of the important thing right now for me is just keeping up that consistency and those daily wins. Um, so that's been good. Go you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I think, uh, there's nothing else to report this week. So let's get on with the interview. Brian is the founder of author ad school, best page forward and the author ad agency. He's also the co-host of the Selmore books show podcast, which just finished its 500th consecutive week, which is mind-blowing it's staggering <laughs> knowing it's now nuts. knowing how much work goes into each of these episodes the fact that you've never missed a week is just mind-blowing so congratulations thank you kind of makes me want to take a nap oh, yeah. i know yeah i'll send a pillow i'll send <laughs> yeah. something yeah thank you well, welcome. We're we're really excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. This is cool. Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm really happy to be here, y'all. Thanks for having me on. Let's party. Absolutely. All right. Well, I have been listening to the Selmore Books Show for years. I think you know that. Uh, you were one of my early like inspirations to actually like treat this like a business. So that was mm, cool. Yeah. Nice. So we're excited. I I would definitely say you are one of my virtual mentors. You may not have realized it, but I definitely followed so much of your advice. And, and I've done the, not author ad school, but the five-day challenge. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I've taken so many of your workshops on book blurbs. I mean, I feel like um, listeners, you need to hold on to your hats. We have so many things we can talk to Brian about today. Get out a pencil and take notes. Yeah, absolutely. So Brian, why don't you start? We'll start with our generic questions. And then as usual, we'll go off on all of our little tangents here. Uh, but what is your writing and publishing story? How did you get to be the Brian Cohen? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, um, started with a blog 2008 or so uh i i will admit to being on a temp assignment working the phones for some kind of company i don't even know what it did and i'd been wanting to start a blog for a long time and i was like well no one's calling it was the week before christmas no one was calling and i was like fine i'll start my blog now and so i got paid like 40 hours that week to, you know, someone from that company is going to track me down at some point. <laughs> well, we won't name names. Yeah, we won't name names. I can't even remember the name. But um, I worked uh, about 40 hours that week on setting up my blog. It was nice to get paid for that. 
and those blog posts that I wrote over the next couple of years ended up being my first book in 2010. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like dozens and dozens of posts. I just had to fill it out a little bit, flush it out a little bit to get to a thousand creative writing prompts because it was a creative writing blog. And I, you know, I, I didn't really expect to become an author from that. I was just trying to help writers, which of course, you know, has followed me for the last uh, 13 years since then. In 2010, I published it. Uh, KDP wasn't even called KDP yet. It was like Amazon Publishing Services or something. And Create Space, was it Create Space back then? Well, there was Create Space. This shows my age in the industry. Create Space was not yet owned by Amazon. Yeah. It was just a company in Charleston, oh, wow. South Carolina. That's how I used to I used to print my my paperbacks was through Create oh, Space yeah. before oh, Amazon yeah. bought them. So I, yeah. We're old school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I can barely stretch. I had one book in Create Space too. That's so, right. You did. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's old school here. Anyway, yeah. continue, yeah. Brian. We we interrupted. No worries. So um I really like the process. I mean, a lot of us I think have fallen in love with the publish uh, publishing process at this point and I I really wanted to keep doing that, but I also, you know, I could see thousands and thousands of authors were getting into this whole thing. And I, I really like helping people. I, I always enjoyed writing fiction, but I never got the full satisfaction out of entertaining readers that I did out of helping authors. And so Mm. over, over these last 13 years, since I published that book, I, I've published a bunch of them several dozen, most of them being for writers, either writing prompts or later later in my career about ads and email uh, marketing and, and, and other wonderful stuff. And honestly, to this point, it's like now most of the writing I do, I write webinars. <laughs> I write, you know, the training that I, I do for people, a lot of it for free, which is awesome. Uh, the The emails that go out to people. I I get just like it's crazy. We were all at, you know, 20 books and I um get amazed by the people who reach out to me and say like you know, hey, I've been I've been reading your emails for 6 years or something like that and and I'm like I don't know who you are and that's just so cool that you you read this all the time and and it's kind of fun. It's like I put a lot of work into the emails, I put a lot of work into the webinars. And it's fun that just like hundreds or thousands of people are checking out each one. And some of them might never like work with me in any capacity, but it's really cool to have my writing reach those people, even if, you know, they didn't pay a dime, they didn't, uh, they didn't purchase anything. I'm just really happy to, hey, like, like you said, Greta, be kind of that, uh, a silent mentor uh, from, from across, across the country. And it's just really awesome to have that opportunity. Yeah. It's kind of my, this whole writing thing, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, whatever, it is kind of mind blowing to, to 
to think that these people you've never met, probably will never meet thousands of them. You're Vulcan mind melding with them on something and they're like in your head. And it's just this one of the things, I know this is a complete tangent, but just throwing it out there. It's one of the things about writing that I love and also scares me. (laughs) It's just really kind of mind blowing that, 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 that happens. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I think it's so interesting too, that like, as a, I'm going to say writing mentor that you are, you're able to reach those people and help people, whether or not you know it, you're helping people. And that's so key. And that's so, that's becoming more and more a part of my, you know, philosophy or what I'm really enjoying as well is this idea of like, with readers, you're entertaining them and it can be helpful. It can give them that escape. And I've always enjoyed that. But now to have more direct impact on writers where you're influencing their day-to-day life and their activity and and how they're approaching their work. I don't know. That's really satisfying. It's really cool. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I will say too, so I have Sizzling Synopsis, your your book Mm -hmm. on how to write a sizzling synopsis. I read it almost every single time I write. my book blurb I pretty much I mean maybe not cover to cover but I'm like okay now what did he say about this again like oh yeah and I have your more recent one on email marketing and newsletters and I did your ad school and I will say that of all of the virtual writing gurus we'll call them Mm. (laughs) that are out there I really find your work very actionable and very um, approachable, you know, people, you can actually like dig in and it's useful in the moment and it's wonderful that way. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you're so welcome. So the next question that we always ask is what has been your greatest roadblock Mm. and how did you overcome that to get where you are? So what would like struggle thing? What did you just have to like deal with? (laughs) I mean, I needed, I needed help. I needed, I I needed, I had so many ideas. I still have so many ideas. Uh, you know, if you're, look, if you're a Clifton Strengths, Becca Syme fan, I'm number one strategic. And I know a lot of authors uh, are, are high strategic. And so I'm always coming up with ideas and plans. And um, I think my ability to help authors really grew when I, when I got help and, and virtual help, got, got assistance, got, got people who were really interested in, in supporting kind of the, the, the idea I had, the vision I had for things like ad school, because, uh, I, I definitely tried to do it all on my own at first. Mm. I, I tried to make it not just self-publishing, self-marketing, self-coursing, uh, self self-everything. And it was just too much. And I think my heart was in the right place because everything I was trying to do was in the service of helping people. But I could not possibly deliver as much as I wanted to. But until I got some some help, and I know that a lot of authors out there are towards the beginning of their journey and might not be able to afford help. But even there are ways to get free help, beta readers and uh, critique groups and 
and and masterminds that that you can just set up. You don't have to pay somebody for like these kinds of things. Like I, I've told the story a million times on a million different podcasts, and now you get it too. Best page forward, writing the book blurbs was all an idea that came from a mastermind that was uh, uh, somewhat run by uh, Simon Whistler, the self uh, rocking self-publishing podcast from yesteryear. Now he's a big YouTube star. Um, but connecting with others and not just trying to do it all on my own was probably one of the best things I did for my writing and my, uh, my business. And your sanity probably as well. And my sanity, yes. <laughs> yes. And your head of hair. All of those things. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That, it, that's been kind of a, a reoccurring uh, theme um, for a lot of the people that we've interviewed is that you can go along so far on your own. And then if you want to grow... You 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 can't do it all on your own anymore. You gotta get you gotta get that help, and and I would argue even in the very beginning, at least like you said, uh, the virtual help, like the the help if you don't have the money to pay for it. Like you have so many fabulous free things, like your five day um, ad challenge. I mean, it's like a it's like a full course. So you have all those videos in there, and you know, uh, it was I thought it was terrific, and. Um, and then people have a lot of books out for authors that are reasonable, you know, that's not very expensive and all of those things. It's uh that is a good, a good bit of advice. So, so quick question on that specifically. Um, how did you actually make the decision when it came to hiring someone? Yeah. How, what was the tipping point or what was the trigger that actually had you going, you know what, I can hire someone, I'm going to hire someone, this is going to increase my business or how did you make that decision? I think it was out of desperation. <laughs> I think I was so, so overlo overloaded. Every time that I made major hiring decisions in my business, it was due to overwhelm. Yeah. And I probably should have done it months earlier. Um, and I think that's true for a lot of authors who are overwhelmed. But but the problem is, here's the big problem. If you are hiring when you are overwhelmed and overloaded, you might hire someone good, might hire someone bad, but sure as heck, your hiring process will be rushed. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So you, you've got to, every time I've, I've had need on my team now, if um, my, my person I spend the most time with on a regular basis that isn't, isn't my wife, which is Charlene, uh, Charlene is my kind of my COO, if you will. And she is always like, we need someone, we better get this person quick. I'm like, we got to slow our roll here because we need to try to pick the right person. And, and hey, you can set up a good process and it can still not work. But what I have found is the best process for finding someone good is sometimes having them work for you for a while. And then you see that they have more in them. Several people like the, you know, those of you who know ad school, like Megan, like Quinn, who does our Friday marketing sprints and 
who is now one of our author ad agency account managers. They started as a student and then a volunteer, and then they became a six-figure author. And the things that Quinn achieved and, and then Quinn wanting to help other authors, just like we all do, um, like seeing that made me realize, oh, you know, Quinn is awesome. I'm going to stick with Quinn for as long as they'll, they'll stick with me. And, and, uh, and I think that seeing what people do over time is, is the greatest indicator of whether or not they're going to be, uh, they're going to be solid for you. Which goes back to your point about time and not rushing things because you, in order to build those relationships, you have to network, you have to try things out. You have to start slow, start small and let that grow naturally. It's hard to do. So it is. Yeah. So hard, but patience isn't easy. No, no, especially in our industry, but it is a virtue. Well, I think, I think what happens sometimes too, is we get this sense of FOMO, Mm -hmm. you know, like if we don't do this thing, whatever the thing is, and it has to happen now, because if we don't do it now, you know, we're going to miss the boat or something like that. And then we, you know, race ahead to do something. And honestly, I think one of the things I really love about the Selmer book show and, um, and the, the things that I've read from you and, and your philosophy is I, I feel like it's more like, no, let's build something sustainable, not jump on the next huge, fast trend. It's like, do ads work overnight? No, because do you know what you're doing overnight? No, <laughs> you know, I mean, everything has a, a progression and this idea that you're going to r- race into something, throw a bunch of money at something or time at something, and somehow it's going to blow your career up because XYZ author blew up their career with one book, you know, where everybody's looking for that quick fix. And I think that is, um, it's dangerous. It's a good way to waste a lot of time and money and make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability. Like, I mean, you, you, said the the big buzzword right there something sustainable it's it's not something a lot of us are looking for but it might be what all of us need mm-hmm. that's a good point uh, well so okay so you've decided you need to hire someone you've decided you know you need to delegate you need to expand your your mindset so that you can find the person you're building that network how do you actually do that it's not it's it's not easy i mean i think a good pool of people is sometimes your own readers and your own fans sometimes there's someone in the mix that that's a good fit um i found a lot of people on my team from students and 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 readers and whatnot and and then you you want to see them do do a little bit of work you want to see that they'll actually follow through on something and so I like to give applicants a sample task to to see if they do things <laughs> the the kind of way I would have liked. Um, but even then, you still don't know. You 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 have to be patient. You have to assume that even if you put in the effort, you put in all the effort to hire the right person, it still might not work out. But uh, I remember one of my best project managers. Um, 
she ended up being someone who applied and I, I kind of wasn't sure, but I, I ended up hiring them for kind of just like a, a lesser role. And they just were so great over time. And it goes back to, well, let's see how this person does over time to see if, if they're, they're the right kind of person. But hiring is definitely a pain. Hiring is hard. But if you make it a process rather than a panic, mm. it, is, it is more likely to work. So a lot of our listeners are probably newer writers um, kind of coming out of the box. And so what would you, like, if you were going to give them some of your best, because now we, we've kind of like segued into hiring virtual assistants and stuff, and they're not, probably the vast majority of them, they're not there. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't need help. <laughs> they, they do. So what would be some of your best tips or advice that you would give to newer writers? Like maybe even looking back on your own career and saying, oh, I wish I'd have done this sooner instead of waiting until I was desperate or in a panic or in a bloody mess, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, my best tip is to be malleable, is to be open to other people's ideas. The stubborn people sink. Mm. Stubborn people sink. If you're too stuck into your own ideas, you're you're not really going to work well with others, first and foremost, but you're also just unlikely to, to hear feedback that could be extremely beneficial. Um, I love now working with my team because they'll tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> they'll perfect. save me. Yeah. They'll save me time uh, from screwing something up. Um, and and I, I think that every time you hear that you're not doing something the way that's going to help you succeed. And every time you listen to that, you get a little better. Every time you don't listen to that, you get stuck deeper into the mud. And I think that because now this is such a long game, it's, it's going to take most authors several years to really get traction. If you, if you, get kind of stuck in your own vacuum that you're you're the you're you're marketing in a vacuum, you're writing in a vacuum, you don't get any feedback in any point of the process, you are going to be disappointed in your results. And so I think being malleable and being open to to feedback is essential, whether you're even in, just in a critique group or you're with other authors or you post in a group, the, the, the worst feeling is you see someone post in a group requesting feedback and we've all seen it. And then you can tell that the person is not going to take any of it because they really just wanted to be validated and have people tell them their ideas are amazing, yeah. which I get, which I get psychologically. Sure but it's not going to help you. I, I was at a, a little writer's meeting in a coffee shop not that long ago, and there was a woman there who had one book published. And she couldn't figure out why it wasn't selling. And, and then she started talking about the publishing journey and how she hired two 
she hired and fired two different editors that had really good backgrounds and had worked with lots of people. And she was like, but they were just wrong. <laughs> and they're telling her to fix her book. And it was just wrong. So she fired them. And then her cover was just awful, awful. And um, one of the women there works with her cover designer and said, oh, that cover designer won't work with her anymore because she she forced her to make something that she was embarrassed of. It was so, so like, it's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, she had such a, like, no, I know what my cover should look like. It's the worst cover you've ever seen in your life. And, or I know how it should be edited, but it's your first book and you're hiring, and you're firing professionals who are trying to help you, you know? So I, it's just, I've definitely seen that. I couldn't agree more with the, it just takes a little humility yeah, and it, being willing to hear the hard word. You need to come into this with a beginner mindset, not an expert mindset. Yeah. And I think that's true even when you are farther along in your career. It, it doesn't really matter how long you've been doing it. There's always yeah. something to improve on. And there's always something that other people will know or do or be better at than you are. So part of it is filtering who those people are and the correct advice to take. Because it's true, you shouldn't you shouldn't listen to you know your great aunt Helen who thinks that your thriller should be less or just should be cozier, right? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's not necessarily the best advice. But if you're hiring a professional to give you critique and they're saying, "Well, you've got a plot hole here," you know, you got to fill this in. That advice is probably good. So understanding that that filtering process and then and then taking the good advice I get yeah no matter where you are at in the in the career in your stage because I think even I think the best authors always take criticism to heart if it's appropriate criticism and when they don't or when they don't get that feedback anymore big name authors Un, remain unnamed who have big traditional deals and their editors are afraid to edit them anymore. And all of a sudden you're going, really? That I think that needed a little extra, <laughs> little extra work yeah. on that, that most recent release, yeah. you know? So just something to keep in mind for sure. It's just that we all need it. We all need to be open-minded and we all need to be willing to hear the criticism, which is so painful. So painful. Yeah, it's awful. When I first started publishing, I would see my editor's uh, email come and I'd be like, I'm I'm not going to open it. It would take me like 24 hours to build myself up to open it because I knew it was going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear this. Well, and to this day, when I do get feedback, from from anybody about anything. I read it and then I don't do anything about it. I, I set a like mental time limit. I cannot act on it or or shout about it or cry. I read it and I close it and I walk away for at least 24 hours <laughs> before I take action. Cause it takes that time to get past my own ego and my own uh uh struggles or my immediate like knee-jerk reaction. They're wrong. No, no, mm. you know. So you just got to take a moment, take a breath, and then get back to it after that. Um, because it is, it, it is emotional. We work in a very emotional industry. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. 
So why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, your author ad agency and how you can be hired <laughs> to help <laughs> to help right. authors with their advertising? <laughs> sure. So um, this is something we started uh, late uh, late 2022, and we really wanted to help authors who are kind of at a higher level. We have all the free wonderful stuff for for new folks and who for folks who are learning the marketing. We have ad school and and some coaching options for people who are who are trying to go higher, but then people who are already having great success but have no time. What do they do? Well, we we started this author ad agency to run Amazon ads for authors who are already having some success. They're uh, earning $6,000 a month in royalties or higher because we have to charge a, a fair bit for our services and we don't want to take all of somebody's royalties in order to pay for something. And so so we have that kind of cap in there. And it's been really great. I mean, we have a couple of people who just have had these amazing months or these amazing launches. And we we know that they were so busy in the writing and the marketing process that there is no way they would have been able to hit those numbers without that assistance, without someone in there making the ads, without someone in there um, contributing to to the number of eyeballs on those books. And so... Um, we, we have spaces open. We have some spaces open. Basically, it, people can just email us and we, we can set up a meeting. We, we don't, we don't have anything too fancy. Just email us at Brian <laughs> at sellingforauthors.com. Cause you know, we, we don't even really have a page for it because it's just not there. There's not so many authors who find out about it who are, uh, at that, that royalty amount. But We've we've really loved the ability to kind of help people no matter where they are and and to be able to do that and see people. I mean, some of our agency clients are people who joined the free course uh years ago and were able to to use that information to help them to write the books they needed to write in order to see some really great numbers. And we even like full circle kind of moment. Authors, a lot of authors, you know, when they're first thinking about writing, they want to get the trad pub deal. They maybe don't know any better or, or, or something. Um, That's me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we've all been there. Um, they want to get the trad pub deal. And we just had a client who's been uh, self-publishing since 2015. And she she's had such great success with her books and after ad school, after success on TikTok, and after the agency, that she just was in a bidding war with a, a new series and and got picked up by Penguin Random House, and that's amazing. It's it's pretty amazing. So yeah. like, just be able to help someone to to realize that dream, and she's going to keep writing indie for her other stuff. So she's not. We didn't turn her to the dark side or anything. But, <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're agnostic over here. I I actually, I, yeah. 
I am hybrid and I love the idea and the concept of being hybrid, yeah. you know, because yeah. that, that is another way of getting help. Yeah. Right. This is what yeah. we were talking about. I mean, you have to pay for help one way or another. Mm-hmm. So maybe you yeah. pay for it for some of your help. You pay for it with royalties. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, great point. But I think that's, that's what I find so lovely about your ecosystem that you've developed over the years is that mm-hmm. you, you did kind of start out with, you know, some of the, the free or less expensive options and you've grown along with your clients so that now mm-hmm. you have this really nice vertical stack of, you know, wherever you are in your business right now, there's something that you can offer to help help those authors get to that next level. So whether you're starting out with the, you know, the five day challenge and then buying the book and then buying the course and then moving your way up, each level kind of gets you that next to that next stage. Um, which I think is just from a, from a nonfiction author services perspective, it's brilliant, obviously, (laughs) 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 but from a, you know, customer perspective, I think it's also brilliant just because there's always, you can build that relationship. You can see that full circle loop as people go through your information and get to this, the point that, you know, now you are, you are their outsource. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Late last year, we, we, we did try to, to, to make the whole stack possible because now after ad school, there's uh, one-off coachings, but now there's the Groundbreakers is the name of our coaching uh, group for folks who've been in ad school for a bit. And last year I started doing my my own group, uh, the Pathfinders. We got Ooh. the Groundbreakers and the Pathfinders. And so um, we... we and what's the difference between those two? So the Groundbreakers, there's no there's no income requirement or anything. Uh, you can apply for it. Uh, we're we're about to open up here for the end of, end of the year, going into January. Groundbreakers is a six month program uh, with sessions from uh, Jen LaSalle, who runs Beyond the Book on Wednesday nights in Ad School, and she's a fantastic uh, women's fiction author and just like the mom you want in your corner kind of person. Um, and then Pathfinders is just for authors who are earning over $2,500 a month in royalties. And that's a year-long program with me. We're just about to wrap up our first contingent there. And and that, that's been really, really rewarding, getting to work with the same people consistently for the mm-hmm. whole year. Um, and then, yeah, and then the agency after that, you're, you're right. We've got them all covered. Got him, <laughs> every stage, every stage, wherever you're at, we got, if you we got need help for you. Amazon ads help. You're the guy to go to. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, and I do, I, I, I also love what you had, what we were talking about earlier with hiring people, you know, that sometimes the very best way to do it is to spend some time, but it, it does give people an opportunity because, you know, they can work with you with your five day challenge and they get a taste, you know, of of what you do. And they're like, yeah, this guy speaks to me because we all learn. We all have different learning styles. And there are some people that um, you, you listen to what they have to say on a topic and you go, oh yeah, I, I can relate to that. And there are other people who can be giving great information, but their delivery style, the way they do it, whatever. It's like, I, I just zone out. I don't know what, you know, mm-hmm. so it gives people a chance to really, um, 
no like and trust you. Uh, so that's a good, Thanks. that's a very, it's a very good, um, that's interesting. Your pathfinders thing. I'm going to like try to get my income earning to a stable enough place where I might be able to apply. I'm just going to work on that, Brian. He gave me a challenge. Yeah. It gives, <laughs> I, I, I like, I always resisted it. And that was the thing that held me back from, you know, charging, charging what these kind of services would be worth. But it's like, I never want to put someone out, you know, I never want someone to take their whole royalty check and then give it to me. I don't want, I don't want that to happen. Like obviously earlier in your career, there's not much of a choice with that, but on a recurring monthly basis, I, I don't really want that. But when I, when I thought, okay, well, what if I put some of these income caps in there? So that it, I wouldn't feel bad. I would never take more than like twenty percent of what someone is is earning, with hopes to boost that, obviously, uh, and make that back. But um, doing that last year was really a game changer as far as just helping the people where they are and being able to offer those services has been really, really cool. Well, and the the other kind of way to look at it too. So for listeners out there, whatever stage you're in is the stage you need to be in, <laughs> right? Mm. So trying to overreach and jump the jump the level, like if you're trying to jump up two or three stairs, you're going to trip and fall. Just I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, right? So I like that you have like because you have those requirements, you're saying this is a risky business, right? Advertising, there's no guarantees. You can't promise anything. So the best you can do is work at the level that you're at to hope for or to work toward that next level. And yes, like like the ad services, whichever level you're at, it's gonna help you get a little bit better, right? So if you do the five-day challenge, you're getting started. You're, you're at that level, you're learning, you're picking things up. You might have to spend a little bit of money. You might lose a little bit of money, but it's gonna be, you know, risk reward. You're, it's trial and error, you're investing in your business. But then as you get bigger and you get better and you start doing more and now you've got more sales and now you've got a big enough income to truly hire that out, it can really like jump you, jump you up at an appropriate pace. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, your stare analogy is so good. Yeah. Megan, I'm that, good at that, analogies. Yeah. If you go up too many, you'll trip. It's really good. Uh, you must be a writer. If I, if I, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm good at analogies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. I did want to say one more thing too, as speaking of analogies, because I'm good at them too. You no, are. <laughs> you are we too. all are. Um, We're all writers. Because we, we're writers. Um, <laughs> but I, I also think it's very similar to starting out with fiction writing, right? Yeah. Like when you uh, when you start out, you you can't replicate. You know what you, you're usually a reader. You know what you like. But to replicate what you enjoy it just, it just takes time and it takes work. And I think the advertising, it's also a skill set. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the yeah. whole thing. It's a skill set. And I do think sometimes people are jumping ahead of themselves and then they throw up their hands and they go, well, Amazon ads don't work. 
or Facebook ads don't work. And it's like, well, have you looked at your series page? Have you looked at your covers? Have you looked at your blurbs? How about the writing itself? You know, it's like we we want to leapfrog over all these places and and be somewhere we're not. And and I think this, like the overarching message of this whole episode today, I think is that patience, one thing at a time, do it slowly, whether you're hiring somebody, writing fiction, building a career or advertising your books, everything is just a process. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're so. all skills. I mean, we've, we've used this, this one, this comparison in the past as well. It's like, if you're learning a musical instrument, which we both did in our past lives, right? Like in my current life. Well, yeah, your current, your current life. I'm still playing. I just don't play like for anybody else. So anyway, (laughs) another discussion, here. another side note. Um, But when you're first learning, you're not going to be, you know, playing Rachmaninoff on the piano. (laughs) You're going to be playing Mary had a little lamb when you start out. And so you have to kind of treat it the same way. It takes every skill set and they're all skill sets. Every single one takes that time, takes that patience. And we're not patient people, but we have to try because you you can't, you can't start from nothing and expect to be an expert at it. You just can't. Yeah. Very true. Very good analogy. Pat myself on the back again. I played the clarinet. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Well, I think um, that kind of wraps us up here for today. Any other final questions, Greta? Well, just, I would just love Brian, to kind of give an, a, a rundown overview of all the stuff that he has. Oh my gosh. Do I have yeah, to? Yeah, can, can you name them all? <laughs> yeah, no, no, point people to some of the things you think would be the most helpful. And I would say one, that they, they should be listening to the Selmore Book Show for sure. Yes, 100%. Mm, yep, selmorebookshow.com. It's available wherever you listen to the author wheel. Podcast. That's right. <laughs> so you can probably find it there. Um, and then the five-day challenge, uh, next one will be in January. That's at authorsadvertise.com. And if you heard things like author ad school or best page forward blurbs or groundbreakers or pathfinders or the agency, just email us, Brian. B-R-Y-A-N at sellingforauthors.com and ask about it because we'll we'll point you in the right direction. Um it's it's just so fun to to offer all this stuff. And you know what? I wouldn't have been able to do it without some serious help. Yeah. There you go. Way to bring it back to the beginning. Love it. Yep. Good job. I love it. The wheel. The wheel has turned. <laughs> the yes. author wheel. This is why yeah. we are the author wheel. Exactly. Again, another, well, metaphor, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, we're too clever for our own good sometimes, regardless. Yes. So much. Um, well, to all our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. All of the links uh, will be included in the show notes. So please go check that out. Um, in addition, don't forget, as always, we have our five days to clarity, um, how to write your, I'm screwing up the title. I'm sorry. I'm screwing up the title. I messed it up. That's all right. If you didn't screw up the title, <laughs> I would have. So we've changed the title too many times, but it's we basically about author clarity and how to r- discover and write your mission statement and an author 
tagline and it is free on mm. the authorwheel.com. Yes. How did I do? Is that okay? I think that was all right. I don't know. I People it. are going to get confused. Go to the show notes. It's there. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, keep your stories rolling. Are you an aspiring author? Stop by www.authorwheel.com slash stuff to download the top five writing roadblocks aspiring authors must overcome. Thank you for listening to the Author Wheel Podcast, hosted by Greta Boris and Megan Haskell, edited by Jim Wilborn.